This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. I'm Grace. It's Pastor Bibet. Um, Pastor Kathy uh, felt as though we really um, have not finished what we are saying. It's almost like um, um, when we started this piece... Um, there's something between both Pastor Bebet and I that we can really release our hearts concerning um, what is worship. As um, okay, just like she said last last week, don't shift. Okay, mm-hmm. just stay here. Um, It's so interesting that even though we discuss what we like to share, um, and we talk about this, but and yet when we get up here, it's there's like <laughs> I don't know where to be in. It's it's this the goodness of God and the um, presence of God is so thick and strong in here and. It's like when you're so undone, how to come about and share out of our heart and guts. So um, I think I'll start and begin with what God had ministered to me just tonight when um, Asia and Danny Pro started worshiping and um in the beginning, we're talking about the goodness of God and the the worthiness of God in our lives. And even when Asia encouraged us to testify the goodness of God, it's like, you know, we hear, especially in this setting, that a lot about that your testimony shift the atmosphere. And the atmosphere is already flowing with God's goodness and the love of God. And our senses are so heightened in a sense, in a way that we can really express anything we desire out of heart. And it is a beautiful thing. And so when uh, Asia and Danny Pro, they were just releasing their guts to the one that is just deserve all the praise and honor and glory. And it's like, God, you are enjoying this so much. I mean, so much so that it's almost like God himself. This is a picture I got. God himself or Jesus is the, um, the, well, I know, well, sometimes we have the competition called like the air guitarist. (laughs) And just like that, the sound that goes off and then you're just like playing that instrument. But it, it felt like that. Like, if you're a piano, if, you, if I'm a guitar, then he was just, like, plucking the sound. And then, and then he just received, he can hear our hearts being played by his goodness and his testimony. And, and out of that, and I got the scripture, Psalm 138.8, I think, because I had to look it up again to be sure when I share it, is that 
everything that concerns you, he will perfect. Everything that concerns you, he will perfect. And in that, and even the scripture in that particular psalm, and Psalm 138 too, talks about that um, God has put his word above his name. And then the picture I got was, it's like when I remember like Pastor Bear used to share with a particular scripture, it's like, you know, he wrote this check, and then with his name, he signed his check. And it had to be in all the same psalm, but at the end, I mean, for me, it really ministered me personally that says he will per- perfect, he will complete it, he will bring it to an end. So it's like when we sang that song that he's the beginning, the end, I remember when, you know, when that song was being sung and it's like, it goes beginning at the end, beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. And it's like right now, I feel like God's saying to us that I will perfect, I will perfect everything that concerns you. Um, so I guess I feel like that's how I have to begin. I got notes, but I don't know where to begin. <laughs> Honestly, you know. Because I've been meditating on certain points and words, and I thought maybe, okay, started out seven pages, now it's up to 12 pages. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. But the thing is, like, what is the now, now word that you want to bring? So one thing that I thought that would be a good place to kind of springboard would be when Sunday, when Sunday when Pastor Gavin talked about when world becomes life, when world become life. I know in this house, we emphasize the word of God so emphatically, not because this is church, but because the living word, the life-giving word is literally the breath itself. Isn't it? Right? And I know because, I don't know about you, in, but my personal life, when I Although I took this word of God for granted, but when I actually really, really have made decisions, commit myself to God and say, Holy Spirit, show me. I know I'm saved. I know I'm spirit-filled, but is that it? What, where do I go after that? What happens after that? So when I had that serious question and commitment and and. And how do I handle my life? Because the word should dictate my lifestyle, isn't it? Absolutely. So when, when Pastor Gavin brings, like, the words become life. How do you practically apply to your life, even for me? Jesus. Okay. Even for me. How do I hear the voice of God? 
And I think in some seasons, you're so used to hearing a certain way. And you are into another season of expansion or growth spurt. If you get a season where you know, you're going through some difficulties, then how do I face that? But sometimes God doesn't speak the same way all the time. So, is there anything you want to say? Yeah. So, when, when Pastor Gavin talked about the word becoming your life energy, actually he used the word divine energy. And he also said that divine energy that God uses to sow seed Because the way God designed the word of God is to create. It brings and it carries the supernatural power. And he also talked about this supernatural power that creates, then it brings supernatural revelation. When you allow Holy Spirit to reveal the word to you, then it brings the capacity to transform your own world. So in a nutshell, he said, what you worship is what you become, and what you're beholding is what you become. And I know in a church world sometimes that when we say the word worship, it's like, okay, you come to a this place like this in the sanctuary and you get into the flow of worship. It is important because I think that is very um, essential element as a believer we coming together. There is something about corporate worship that does something to you which is beautiful. But at the same time, based on what Pastor Gavin was sharing on Sunday, He's really bring, He's really helping us to bring to a place where are you taking the word of God seriously? I mean, at least for me, I'm thinking, am I taking the word of God seriously? And Pastor Bay used to say, if you're going through a challenge, if you're asking for prayer, and he would say, what, what word, what scripture verse are you standing on? And so, you know, well, when you go to certain leaders in the ministry, and I'm facing this challenge, so would you pray for me then? Inevitably, you'll be asked, okay, what scripture are you standing on? Right? So, I know we we talked about last uh, Wednesday about worship and imagination, but hopefully the way we honor the finished work of Christ Jesus in us is also how to honor the word of God. What is happening with the word? And you don't have to raise your hand, or, but I'm asking this question to me, myself too, is that how many of you who on Sunday will watch Pastor Gavin teaching when you heard it? Did you get anything out of it? And what was the word or a 
specific thing that Holy Spirit told you to okay, take heed, pay attention to what I'm saying to you personally? And have you followed through it? Have I followed through it? Because he was bringing us the word of life. Okay. I'm asking you to hear the word. Romans, Romans 10, 17. We all say it. We can memorize it. I mean, we can say it by memorization. The faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear the word, and, well, there are times I know that I don't really hear the word all the way through. So if anybody asks, have you ever heard God's word? And then you just completely follow through and obey. I'll probably raise my both hands and say, no, there are many times I disobeyed. <laughs> but then that means for me, I missed the window of opportunity to walk through what he has for me provision-wise. I may have missed it. But God is so gracious. He's the, uh, the God of second chance and third chance, fourth chance, so on and so forth. He's so gracious. So having said that, and I truly feel like because of what happened beginning of this year, and then, well, we all have some places, like Pastor Gavin called it, imperfect places that we are dealing with. So with that, when you hear the word of God, and for me, if, if, if I hear the word of God, if I don't follow all the way through, actually, I did not even hear it. I may, might as well not. I mean, I cannot say I heard the Lord. Did I sound too harsh? No. I hope not. Because that's, that's where I am personally. Okay, when I hear God, do I say, oh, I, I've heard that word before. So therefore, just check mark. I mean, you know, we used to say things like, okay, either you have, either you have the rhema, the revelation of the word of God, or if you have just a mental assent. I mean, you can acknowledge the word with your head and then just completely turn about. Yeah. And then you can label it as that was a revelation and walk away. But when, when Pastor Gavin talked about divine energy, the way I would receive that word was that the word became flesh. The word actually being activated and then becomes part of my thought process. So, for instance... You know, because of that, I got up this morning, okay, Holy Spirit, okay, what word do I need to grab hold of? And I was thinking about somebody, and I just um, said to God, I don't know. Sometimes in your family member, you, you were just, they seem to be fine, but you don't know, you know? So I just said, God, um, because... You have sown the word of God inside that person. And because I see that word is working in that. It's not about how I judge whether the word is working. But people, people are made differently how to hear God. So I just, uh, Holy Spirit, go to that person. And just uh, remind that person or just provoke that person to 
to cause that scripture come to life. So the person will be affirmed and loved. And even like Asia's words testify. I mean, the goodness of God is just, when even pre-tonight's prayer, when Asia was just testifying the goodness of God. And it's like your spirit man came out jumping and just with joy, like, okay, I can agree with it. Because that testimony, I can have, I have that testimony. You know, and so I thought that was probably one opening point, <laughs> and I don't want to talk about myself. So, You're doing good. Keep going. sure. Finish. So, the word. Um, what is the um, the now word for you? And then, um, when you encounter word of God. Okay, I know we use this like encounter. What does that mean? How how do you encounter the word of God? Yes. Um, okay, can I? I'm going to back up to where you said the divine energy. Yeah. Like, what was the word that had the divine energy in it for me for Sunday? So, I don't know if you all know or not, but we have pre-service prayer on Sunday at, at nine o'clock, and. Um, um, you know, Holy Spirit, he, um, he's just super cool. And so he begins the process of Sunday for me during pre-service prayer. Like a pre-service prayer, he starts throwing at us little, little tidbits that are going to kind of be all glued together for us during the service. So we, we, let's just say we begin to get a revelation of the theme. And then the theme kind of goes through. So the divine energy for me, the word, began during pre-service prayer. And um, Kevin was talking about um, things that we um, need to let go of. So for me, that began during pre-service prayer when the Holy Spirit started talking to me about, um, (laughs) if you've been around me in the last three days is all I'm talking about. So I'm really sorry you're going to hear it again because <laughs> it was just super strong for me. But he began talking um, to me about excess baggage. And, um, and it's interesting because for me, it tied with worship. Um, I actually looked up the word worship again, and I'm going to remind us all because I reminded myself. So worship is and if you were here the Sunday that Alex taught, he talked about this, and I think Kathy did too, I'm not sure. But worship is the word proskuneo, and the word and worship are very tied. Like, don't think she's talking about something different from what I'm talking about. Put an equal sign between word and worship, okay? Here's, here's why I want to say that, because the most extreme person that ever walked the face of the earth in worship was Jesus. And Jesus came to be an example. We talked about this before, not for us, but of us. And if you think about Jesus, his worship, his adoration of the Father, his submission to the Father, his subordination, which are all meanings of the word worship, you know, um, a life where um, the Father is first, and all in all, like what we were talking about today, that was so beautiful in worship, 
You're worthy of it all. All, you know? Um, where it's about, you know, worship means to bend the knee, to bow down, to kiss. It speaks of service, submission, reverence, and adoration. And Jesus did that so much that he only did what he saw the Father doing, and he only spoke what he heard the Father speaking. That is ultimate worship. So, for me, since Sunday, I've really been exploring with the Holy Spirit, you know, what things am I holding on to that I can really let go of? Because, and he took me to Hebrews 12, where it talks about how it's easier for a rich man to, I mean, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a rich man to go into the kingdom. But he took me there and he started talking to me about my excess baggage. And sometimes we think excess baggage is like the bad stuff, the disobedience or, 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 or places in our, in our hearts where we're separated from God. So, you know, we're not really making the best choices. But sometimes my excess baggage can also be my dreams. Because if I'm putting them before him, if I'm not laying it all down, sometimes my excess baggage can be my goals, you know? And so he, he's just been talking to me about, like, do you trust me enough to really lay it all down? And, um, and that's what Jesus did. <laughs> did he, you know, he trusted enough to lay it all down. So that for me was the, um, the word with the divine energy in it. That for me, the picture that I got of me laying it all down and being able to, I got the picture of that other table, of me be having to go through the center of that table and what do I have to take off in order to be able to do that? Because on the other side is the promise. If I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all the other things will be added unto me. But there is a process in that of me letting, laying, letting go, of allowing that sacrifice of worship to come so that then on the other side, I'm able to actually steward and carry God's purpose and plan for my life. Because in that, in that process of transition and letting go and that process of learning to trust, that process of taking the word of God and allowing the divine energy on it and trusting it, because there's faith involved in our worship and there's faith involved in a life of worship. And without that, that process, it's kind of like what we talked about before, the, the little the chick that's breaking out of the egg. In that process of letting go, I'm building this interior muscle of faith and trust and love and understanding. And, the eyes, and my eyes are being enlightened and I'm, I'm ga- my relationship with him is going deeper and stronger. So that was the word that had the divine energy in it. And that is, um, it's changing me. Right. So that divine energy um, is obviously coming from like Holy Spirit. When you really yield, we use this word a lot, yield to the move of the Holy Spirit. So when you yield your imagination to Holy Spirit, I think we covered this like last Wednesday, that your imagination is not just your mental capacity or you just um, conjure up a picture. Talking about, we talked about six senses. You're seeing, hearing, and 
And you talked about that. You actually demonstrate this smell. No. <laughs> no? Smell and touch and, and almost like the, even the sense, sensing and knowing. And, and then when you know something, it's like the, this description in your knower of knower, you know. There's a no, um, any other thought except that you know and you know. So there's conviction that you know, those kind of senses. So when, when especially um, this divine energy, and even when you talked about that your divine energy was that, going to that scripture and really casting off all the weights. Mm-hmm. And that is like an element. Okay, so I just remembered what else was God ministering here earlier, because I'm trying to be very... <laughs> Relatable here is that when that cycle of worship, and it's like when when Asia was singing that that we give you all our love, but it's like the cycle of as we give the love and God, He's giving back us the love, but the way His energy was like expanding, or it's almost like the energy is brooding, but He's is not necessarily brooding over. In the music, yes, the musical element is very important, but the brooding aspect, the, the hovering aspect is like, like with that scripture, I'll be completing, I am completing, I am perfecting everything that concerns you. Anything that like baggage you bring, it's like you might as well just throw into like incinerator, let it just burn. So you can, you can just move on to the next thing. Or all of a sudden you have this, Wisdom and knowledge. And wisdom is no other than how to use the knowledge you have. So whether it was, it's a, uh, even you covered the last ones, the ways it's like finances, even your family relationship, and anything, anything that, that weighs heavy on you. It can become so light. It's like a God's, God will literally like brood over. I literally saw that even personally for me, but also Everyone in here have whatever was bugging you or really sleep at you or just like sometimes like, okay, to be honest, even in like this, there's this like sometimes this voice to just, <laughs> what else can you share? What, what is it? But I said, no. Like, no. You know, like, I can even relate to the picture that I had, like, last Wednesday, that plumb line that comes to, to like, kind of brood. I literally see it's moving back and forth, back and forth. But what it does is that it's setting your heart to a place of the very central force, like the gravity of God's faithfulness, God's goodness, and saying that, okay, let your, the plumb line of your heart just, just let it just brood over your situations. But then in that, it's not just the picture that I get, but the picture come along with the word of God. The very divinely energized word of God will come to you personally. And what is that word? You know, it's like what is like a preceding word, the preceding word coming out of the heart of God? So that's why... When we 
I mean, obviously, both Bebe and I, we've been practiced or we've been tutored such a way in an environment that we can sort of kind of play with the word. I mean, I'm not disrespecting the word of God itself, but then it's like when the divine energy flows, then can, can, we, can, can we let our heart just go with that, that flow and ride by the Holy Spirit? will take us to a certain places. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. So when Pastor Bebat was talking about, what was that, going through that narrow, the eye of a needle. Okay, I'm just, it just makes sense. Okay, so when she said, when earlier she said eye of a needle, like, okay, do you know what that, what do, you, do you even know what eye of a needle is all about? So what is conjuring your imagination was like an eye of needle. Isn't it like very narrow space, right? I mean, I remember when I was reading that scripture, I know, was a, a child. And in my mind thinking, oh my gosh, because I was learning how to sew with like the, uh, those, you know, like little needles. I mean, literally you go through that tiny, I mean, that's like impossible for that rich man to go through that tiny thing. <laughs> it's a real, it's a place. <laughs> but I discovered it later. <laughs> I wanna, yes, I, I'm going to share something real quick. This is why it's so cool to share with each other what we're hearing, because what she's going to tell you, there were pieces of, it, pieces of it I knew, but, um, <laughs> I mean, she's, a, she's an amazing friend, but I also see her as super, someone who is super gifted in understanding the Old Testament and the and the equal sign between the Old Testament and the New Testament, because the Old Testament isn't done and over with. The, yeah. it's, the Old Testament is in the New Testament, mm-hmm. and and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when she explains the eye of the needle, I got greater revelation of what I was seeing and what the Holy Spirit was telling me. So it's really really important that we share with each other what we're seeing, and that we share with people who who um, who can help us to expand our revelation of it. Granted, the Holy Spirit could have given me the rev- what she's going to share that expanded my revelation of it around the kitchen table today. But um, it's just really cool to hear it because as soon as she said it, I got, I got just tons more than what I had gotten. So go ahead. Okay, so when I first started the training center, what was that? The Holy Spirit was speaking to us. <laughs> so, <laughs> oops. so um, I remember like the first year in the training center, and um, we had really awesome teachers. And one of the teachers would be obviously Pastor JR's mother, Miss Phyllis, was teaching. She's like really the like scholar of Old Testament. Woo, yeah, yeah. So I learned from a great one of the great teachers. So she was talking about, I think she actually went to Israel and visited this place. So, <laughs> and, and I didn't realize it until she sh- shared this story about, and she obviously had a tour guide and, and went, went on. And um, she said, there's this, this place called like, um, it used to be the, the fortress or whatnot. There's, you know, like in the, in the Old Testament place, there, there are gates, wow. there are the walls and gates and the gates certain times it open and close and there's obviously people go through to their business and in the commerce and visiting family and whatnot. There are no more ordinary ordinary 
daily life. And but but for some other other reason, you know, like in in Israel, they um, they take Sabbath very seriously, right? No, Sabbath is a day of rest. So so in order to to observe or to keep the Sabbath, when when you have to go through, go to this place to observe Sabbath, then you have to go through the gate. But the regular gate is normally closed. But on that day or whatever, if you want to go in, then you have to go before sunset. So anyway, so there's this place called the little tiny, I guess, gate called Eye of a Needle. The reason they call it is because when you're carrying especially if you're a merchant and then on the camel's back and donkey's back, you have a whole bunch of uh, stuff, loads of stuff. <laughs> and you try to go through it. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to, to figure it out. There's no way you could enter the, the city without going through that particular place. So it is like a great picture because even when you read the scripture, when um, Jesus said that for rich men to go through that, I have a needle. He had to unload stuff. You remember that story? And then Jesus telling him that you have to give it up, sacrifice, in order to follow me. So when, when I heard that for the first time, like, a, oh, wow, what a picture. But, see, this is the thing, the divine energy. Because of the, I, I knew of that, because I was, I had a revelation of that, particular information, it's like, oh, it actually opened up. But in light of why that particular thing had to be mentioned was that it was a rest for the Sabbath. Because, you know, Sabbath means holy day. It is a holy day that the Jewish people have to observe. Israel has to observe. But the point is that, because we talk about I cannot get into all these things, but the Sabbath actually is Jesus himself. He's the, the whole point of Sabbath is, we have it in scripture talks about that. Lord is, yeah, Lord of Sabbath. So, so the, so when you look at it that way, even in coming to this place, that this place is filled with God's presence, and you are all his testimony. When you bring your own self, it's like you bring his testimony. You know, you are the trophy of grace, and you're bringing your testimony here, and it's like baby shared. Unload. So he can be purely worshipped. Go ahead, yes. So when I come into worship, and I lay things down, the things that bug me, the things that hurt me, the things, my dreams... Just things, anything. I lay things down. We talk about entering into our Sabbath rest, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So when I lay things down, I'm immediately positioning myself in a place of of complete and utter rest. Just complete and utter rest in him. You know, right now, I don't know if you've noticed it, but if a lot of you have had a a not-so-great day, the last couple of days haven't been so great. It's not because of anything you've done. There's stuff going on in the atmosphere. There's a lot of stuff going on in the atmosphere. We're coming up on Halloween. Halloween is a day 
that is um, very spiritually charged from not the kingdom of light. (laughs) We're coming up on the elections. There's a lot going on right now in the spirit realm. So if you're picking that up in worship, we had an opportunity, and and you can even now, because you can worship him right now, begin to lay the stuff down. And as you lay it down, you enter into, you position yourself for the Sabbath rest. The Sabbath rest is always available. It's not like we have to do something for it. But the thing is, is that a lot of times what we're carrying stays here in our soul, stays on our mind. So like today, I couldn't figure out why, but between my shoulder blades was so tense. And then when I came in here earlier and I started praying in the spirit, I was like, what's going on? Because I'm not really actually feeling tense, but I'm feeling tense. And I I kept wanting to, I kept finding myself battling, wanting to argue with people about things that I don't really give a rip about. But it was just there, you know? And then I finally realized, it's not me. It's not me. It has nothing to do with what's going on on the inside of me. It's what's charging the atmosphere. So being able to lay these things down and then entering into his rest. Well, I think it's interesting that he says that for a rich man to go in, it has to do with a man. A rich man is a man who is very capable of taking care of himself. We're very capable of taking care of ourselves. We know a lot. We have a lot of resources. But none of those resources can actually give us rest. Because even if we go to the most expensive spa, get the best masseuse with the best essential oils, with the best music on the best table, with the best hot stones, what's going on here can still keep us from entering into rest. So in that worship, you can enter, we enter, I enter, I realized, oh, he's talking to me about entering into rest. He's talking about not necessarily having to be so self-sufficient. Like my self-sufficiency is a big, huge thing I'm carrying that I can lay down. and enter into his heart and into Sabbath rest. So that's what I got. <laughs> okay, um, so that Sabbath rest, and even right now, between um, two of us, what we're sharing, that we're just sharing what was happening with us personally, even coming together in the corporate setting, what's happening. But I believe that each every one of you got something. You know, sometimes we call it like nuggets, feelings or pictures and scriptures and songs. Or if you're concerned about a person, a person, a situation, family member, whoever. But this is the, the divine energy of this power, the Sabbath rest, that, that brooding aspect of what Holy Spirit is doing with each individually, each one of you is that. How do you want to change that picture? 
you remember that Pastor Bay used to have that the, uh, the knowledge of when you look at a photograph, it's all composed of uh, dots. How are you going to rearrange the dots from negativity to what is God's will for that situation? So the rest, interesting enough that, you know, even Hebrews talks about the only thing that you have to endeavor to enter in is his rest. I think that's in Hebrews 4, I believe. And, and when you endeavor that, that's the only thing you need to keep in mind. It's like your spirit, soul, and body come in perfect alignment. It sounds kind of new age, isn't it? <laughs> but no, that's the, uh, the rock of ages <laughs> principle. Your spirit is completely aligned with your soul, your will, your mind, and emotion. You can literally, with your imagination, come, just train that to come in the focus so even she was talking about she felt tense in her back. But because she's trained to exercise her senses a certain way, she can pick up certain things. But you can really do this with it in your own family. And, you know, like it's so interesting that you, you talk about like just willing to argue with someone. Sometimes, like we, sometimes when you get so tired, you know, you don't take care of yourself. What happens is that when you get into situations like a volatile situations, instead of like leaning into what Holy Spirit said, that you just come in line with His word, what He says, and as you converse with the person, okay, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom how to converse. Sometimes it's like, oh, just listen, just zip. So there are moments that God will say to you that you are that very um, plumb line of that situation, and he will just um, guide you to settle. And then maybe sometimes, I don't know why I'm saying this, but (laughs) there are some times that maybe that's the thing that whatever a situation the person is dealing with, and you don't have to say it directly to that person, oh, I think your problem is this, this. No. You can take that to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, how do I minister this person and how to carry conversation with this person? And um, I had another thought, but then I kind of went that way. Maybe it's not needed, you know? Um, <laughs> so so the, with the divine energy... Um, I don't for some reason that Sabbath rest is the rest. Just is something that um, I guess we want to pray before we close it. Kind of pray. And do you have any um, inclination? Do you want to pray? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just put your hand on your heart. Mm. Yeah. Father, we just thank you for Jesus, that he is our Sabbath rest, that we can so easily come to him with anything, 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 
Father, thank you for that. Father, we will to trust in you with all of our heart. With everything. Not to lean to our own understanding. Not to lean to our own opinion. Not to lean to our own ideas. About anything. That in everything we do, everything that's before us, every opportunity we have, everything we're heading into, we acknowledge you. We're going to stop. Ask you, what do you want me to know here? What are you doing? And in that, you will direct our paths. You'll give us your mind. You'll give us your heart. You'll give us your ideas. You'll give us your innovation. You'll give us your way of escape. You'll open the eyes of our understanding. You'll expand our heart. You'll give us compassion. You'll give us capacity to forgive. You'll give us capacity to run faster if we need to. You'll give us the capacity to slow down when we don't feel like it. And when we do that, we enter into your rest. Because we're worshiping you. We're allowing you to not just be our Savior, which is amazing, but we're allowing you to be our Lord. We're submitting our spirit to your spirit, our soul to our spirit, and we're allowing ourselves to move forward with that divine energy. We're allowing ourselves to step into the supernatural Because we're not being led by ourselves, we're being led by your spirit. So Father, we thank you for the tangibility of your Sabbath rest, that that is Christ in us, the hope of glory. We thank you that it is accessible. We thank you that it is real. We thank you that it's not a theory, that it is the person of Christ in us the hope of glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. And also, I would really like to encourage all of you that however God ministered to you, make that place for you to carry conversation with the Holy Spirit, please. 